MPN Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the MPN Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Jyoti Nangalia from the University of Cambridge, UK. Good afternoon, my name's Dr Jyoti Nangalia. Thanks very much for the invitation today and giving us the opportunity to speak about our recent work that we discussed um, and presented at the American Society of Hematology 2020 meeting as a late-breaking abstract. So in this study, uh, we wanted to address the question that is often posed to us as oncologists by our patients uh, with blood cancers. They often ask us, how long have I had this cancer for? Um, Or how fast has this cancer been growing? Is it still growing? And we wanted to address these questions. So we studied myeloproliferative neoplasms, which are chronic hematopoietic stem cell cancers. And these are cancers that um, can affect young patients, but more commonly present with older age. And we took 10 patients uh, with MPNs. Uh, Many of them had different forms of MPNs at different stages of their disease. And we took single mature blood cells um, from either their bone marrow or their their peripheral blood. And we grew each cell into a colony of cells. We then undertook uh, next generation sequencing where we sequenced the entire genome of each colony uh, across the colonies within each patient. By doing that, we essentially was, were then able to call all the mutations that are naturally acquired in our hematopoietic stem cells over our lifetime and are also acquired within the stem cells that are part of the cancer clone. And then we were also able to look at the relationships between those individual cancer cells within each patient to essentially trace out a life history of each blood cancer. And in doing so, we were able to time to specific times within the patient's life when particular mutations were acquired. Now we know that these cancers are driven by mutations that we acquire within our hematopoietic stem cells and some of the commonest mutations are mutations in a gene called JAK2. So we were able to specifically time the acquisition of the JAK2 mutation in these patients and we were also able to time all the other cancer associated mutations that many patients also harbour. In terms of our results, what we found was quite unexpected, really. Our intuition told us that, um, you know, these mutations are probably acquired some years before patients present to clinic with abnormal blood counts or complications from their disease. But in fact, we found the absolute opposite. What we found is that the JAK2 mutation is often acquired early in life, usually in childhood, but sometimes even in very early life in utero. And what happens is that these clones grow very slowly or at variable rates in different patients throughout life. Um, The very latest that JAK2 could have been acquired in one of our patients was only four months of age. And across many other patients, it was acquired during childhood at the very latest. When we looked at other cancer-associated mutations to see whether this was a pattern that held true for other mutations, DNMT3A mutations are also a common mutation in this cancer. And in fact, DNMT3A mutations are also something that you tend to pick up in the blood of healthy elderly individuals um, who have something called clonal hematopoiesis. And we found that DNMT3A mutations occurred very early in life too. In fact, in two of our patients, these mutations were occurred, occurred within a few weeks of conception before birth. Um, mutations were then subsequently acquired 
over decades. So the cancer clone is growing slowly at different rates in different patients. And as it does so, it can occasionally acquire additional mutations, which is often associated with accelerated growth. So what we found is that um, the rate of growth of the cancer clones was variable in different people, which makes us question what is driving and determining that rate of growth in different people, which is a question that we wish to answer in future studies. What was also quite important that we found is that the rate of growth of that clone, more than the timing of acquisition of the mutation, or indeed how advanced the disease was when the patient presented, it was that rate of growth that really correlated with how soon a patient presented with disease, um, which gave us the idea that perhaps in the future we could screen uh, patients for these mutations and maybe also assess the rate of growth of the clones to try and understand which patients or individuals are at risk of future disease and which individuals may not have complications from their mutations. Um, so overall, this, the, the methods that we used were, you know, for the first time really in cancer, were we able to precisely time the acquisition of driving mutations that cause a cancer, as well as determine the growth rates of the cancer over the lifetime of that indivi of in individual patients. And this is a method that could be applied to other blood cancers. Now, being able to understand the origins and the trajectories of blood cancers is critical really for programs aimed at early detection and prevention. So we're looking forward to taking this work to other cancers to understand their trajectories, but also to understand MPNs further in how we could use this information now to get in earlier with diagnosis and have preventative strategies so that we can potentially in the future stop clones from growing um, and patients from having complications from their disease. But that would be the subject of future work. MPN Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.